0: Welcome to Buda Vista. This is a bonus episode. I am Ben, and I am here at the 2015 NRL Grand Final. Sweating profusely <laughs> as the game goes into Golden Point, and trying to calm my nerves by taking big, warm sips of the $12 mid-strength beer it took me 15 minutes to buy. Staring furiously at the Sportsbet app on his phone, <laughs> trying to use the secret to will into existence the overly convoluted multi-bet he placed this afternoon, it's Andrew. Hello, Andrew.
1: Hello. I'm going to be furious if I am not a millionaire by the end of this game between, I guess, two sports teams.
0: Oh, come on. It's one of the great of all time. We're not
2: doing this.
1: I'm here for the gambling. I'm here for the gambling.
0: <laughs> You're here for the, like, 20-leg bet that you placed that has no way of ever coming true. But if it does, uh, you stand to make $17 did. million. Dollars.
1: That's right. Uh, Someone's
2: um, got to hit it at some point. <laughs>
1: That's true. You never I could know. Be just like, I could be just like um, Adam Sandler in Uncut Gems being that's shot exactly in the face like immediately that. after the game ends. Mm,
2: <laughs> that's the dream. But he died so happy.
1: He did, didn't he?
2: That's what Spoiler I took from that yeah. film yeah. anyway.
1: Gems.
0: Oh, yeah. If you haven't seen that yet. What a horrible way to start the episode. <laughs>
2: Anyway, continue your intro, Ben.
0: Yeah, I mean, enough about us uh, chumps out here in the stands. Uh, Out on the field, preparing to kick a game-winning field goal for the Cowboys, (laughs) 19 and a half meters out for the Broncos' try line. It's Lucy. Hello, Lucy.
2: Hi, I'm so buff. I am just so jacked. I love that the the tiebreaker for this is called Golden Point, which is something I would make up as a seven-year-old girl. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, it's a very
0: special point. If you could name a, a more precious medal that it could have been named after, I, I, I mm. simply... you got to get that magical
2: point at the end, and I'm going to do it.
0: I think I have probably paid you the highest compliment in doing this that I have of mm. anyone on the podcast ever, uh, casting you in the role of Jonathan Thurston, uh, the greatest NRL player in the history of the, game, one of the game. And we are
2: Thurston for Jonathan.
0: <laughs> yep. It's so true. I will
2: say that. He's a beautiful man, a lovely man.
0: He's a he's a straight ten hottie. Uh by all accounts, uh cheats on his wife like crazy at the regatta. Uh but oh. that's you know, that's sort of like if you are in the NRL, you go to the regatta to cheat on your wife.
2: That's right. And it it's comes with like a territory. The game,
0: you it's know? part of the game. It's just what you do.
1: You know mm. what we all say. That
0: might be defamatory, actually. I don't know. Apparently he's a very <laughs> lovely man, does lots of stuff for charity. He seems very, very sweet by all accounts.
1: Um, don't yeah, know about a the cheating of, on his wife thing. <laughs> does a lot of stuff to, char- to charity. Donating a whole heap of dick around the <laughs> community. <evening. laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. What happens at the regatta Ooh. stays at the regatta. You know? oh, The
0: regatta sucks. Uh, that that is. I don't think that's defamatory. That's just true. It's a horrible place.
2: That's
0: disgusting. Uh, I. Can't really describe it so much as it was a place that was a shit bar and then the floods happened and then they redid it to make it a nice bar and then they decided that everyone that used to go there no longer belonged. They used to have like an insanely popular uni night that they would just sort of quietly try to discourage people from going to because they're <laughs> like, mm, we don't want your kind here anymore.
1: Oh, that's a shame. Um, I just want to say that it's it. I agree with Lucy. It's some extremely soft shit to call it. The Golden Point, and I think the American thing of calling it Sudden Death is way cooler.
0: It is very badass. I'll give it that.
2: It's much cooler.
1: It's so much cooler that they named a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie after it.
2: They sure did. Do you think...
0: The, the, oh. Is that with No. I had, where, how old would that term be? Sudden Death as a concept. That sounds like some taken from a like <laughs> French phrase shit to me.
1: To be clear, I'm saying that they named the movie after the concept of sudden death from a sports game because it also sounds like a like a cool imminent threat type thing. You know, they they used to like to do that for action movies. Mercury Rising, something verbing, um, oh, but it's great stuff. Sorry, it takes place I'm just in looking at the.
0: Uh I'm looking at the disambig- disambiguation thing for sudden death on Wikipedia, mm. and it's broken down into oh sports, entertainment, medical.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> I'm
0: just thinking
2: about Mercury Rising. I think Mercury Rising was on the TV in the late 90s every week.
1: I, would I say feel like every I've seen Friday Mercury Friday Rising
2: more than any movie I've seen in my entire life.
1: <laughs> yes, I'm doing a very unfortunate job of cementing one very specific and bad version of autism into mm-hmm. the public's consciousness forever. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. That little, the the little kid from um, Kindergarten Cop who says boys have, is a penis have a girls kin- have vagina.
2: Right, it is. He yeah, has and autism. And he, he walks
1: around with his little card saying, Mommy, Simon is home. She's a little <sighs> robot.
2: It's pretty bad. It's not even yeah. a good film by any other means. It's not very good.
1: No, Bruce Willis is like, Stop shouting like Rain Man, kid. And he's like, it's time on. And so on and so forth.
2: Can we talk about the ending of Uncut Gems just for a moment? Yes. See, I feel like husband of the show, Jesse, didn't like it. I feel like Adam Sandler died died doing what he... The ending. I feel like Adam Sandler died doing what he loved. He was happy. He died so at peace. He died at his peak.
0: Well, I mean, do you reckon it's like, uh, spoiler alert, the ending of The Wrestler and the ending of Black Swan, where they, they both die doing the thing that they love at the peak of their game? Mm, well, no, maybe. not in The Wrestler's case, but still achieving that moment of bliss and then maybe. just carking it. Yeah. And I don't think it was sad at all. For them?
2: I think it was mm. a happy ending for me. Yeah, because
1: I, so. yeah, I guess, um, you know, when you when you look at the entire preceding runtime of the movie. Where everything is extremely stressful. Very stressful. Um, things are just constantly going wrong for him or he's only just putting off, you know, either the collapse of his marriage or his business or mm-hmm. having his legs broken or whatever by just just this constant kind of, um, you know, domino effect of uh, I'll take money from the next person and hand it to the person behind me who is mm-hmm. demanding their money. <laughs> But um, but I agree that in that moment, all of his problems are solved. Mm. All of his problems are solved. Everything's great. He's finally hit the biggest win that he could ever hope to hit. Um, his, his beautiful girlfriend with a perfect ass is out there waiting with a duffel bag full of money somewhere. Mm-hmm. And everything's great. But, um, but I would also argue that as a movie, it uh, I think a lot of po- people pointed out, it belongs much more to that kind of, um, 1970s character study kind of genre of movie where yeah. it's it's not really it doesn't have to have that same kind of arc that movie a lot of movies these days seem to need to force themselves into. It's more just here are several days in the life of someone who is very different to you.
3: Yeah.
0: No, that's basically pretty much exactly my life. I, I didn't see anything different represented on screen.
1: Okay. Got shot in the face last week immediately yep. after hitting.
2: <laughs> Great movie. Never want to watch it again.
0: I th- I'm but looking up to a second watch, I think.
1: Yeah, I think so. Um,
2: you guys seem good Good time, the other... I have what's not, their name movie? It oh is my God. very good. Oh, it's Saf- so good. The Safety Brothers. Um, it might be a little problematic, but it's it's a good film. Yeah,
0: it is arguably a much, much darker movie.
2: Yes. Uh, it's like a darker uncut, gems. It's probably but, a little yeah. less stressful. Similar vibe though, mm.
1: but I think um, I, I feel like maybe maybe Uncut Gems would be less stressful on a second watching. Now that you sort of know how it resolves, you know, because mm-hmm. yeah, you're just that, you're along for the ride. Maybe, yeah, because I think um, when you're, I think a, a repeat watching of Uncut Gems to me would let you watch it sort of going, oh, I can I can observe all of somebody's somebody's actions and everything, knowing. The things that they'll cause and and what'll happen and all that sort of stuff. Versus Laughing the...
0: because you know he's gonna be fucked up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has no idea. <laughs> Take that. Versus versus like the that that sort of initial watching where I feel like you're sort of clawing at yourself going, Oh, this is all about to go terribly wrong. And you'd know, absolutely
0: hate to be listening to this episode if you've not seen the movie Uncut Jams. You're like these it...
1: motherfuckers. <laughs> If you if you haven't seen the movie Uncut Gems please rewind the episode by about 3 or 4 minutes and then fast forward by about 5 Listen, minutes. Listen,
2: you've had time. It's already on American Netflix or whatever. It took a long time for me to see it. It's been out for I don't know how long time's running anymore. I feel like 6 months ago maybe.
1: <laughs> it's true. I have, I have literally no idea. We Not have a clue. all lost such concept of time. No, I, no. I feel like I was talking to someone at work the other day. And um, I was just like, I I just have no idea how long I've been working at home for now. I don't know. I don't know. Like you said, six months? Has it been six months? Maybe less. It's been
2: less. a while.
0: I, I don't know. <sighs> all I know is that uh, because my 30th birthday happened during all of this, oh, I, I just get to stay 29.
1: Not sure how that works, but... Um, I, I get to stay 29. I'm not 30. I, yeah, that...
2: that totally get to stay that way it's going to be my 30th birthday later in the year and if it happens when i'm stuck in my apartment it totally doesn't count
0: yeah we'll have our 30th next year when we're older more mature people who've sorted our lives out exactly uh, ready be to great. be
2: 30 year olds
3: Woot!
1: i feel sad for all those people <laughs> who were like um all those people who were like oh i was just getting my life on track and then all this happened and i was well, like yeah. luckily luckily i'm old enough that I've had all my years of like fucking everything up over and over again in the same ways and then slowly ironing it all out and getting to a point where I just have like a pretty even keel an existence that I'm sure many people would describe as quote unquote very boring. But That's I also. Getting your life
2: on track is.
1: Yeah. And, and I also um like, like, you know, I don't, I don't spend a lot of my time like going out. I don't, I don't go out a great deal, partly because of, you know, where I live as well. But um, but I also no longer have the constant pangs of dread that I used to get all of the time. Every time that I remembered things like how much money I owed people. Mm. Um, every now and then my phone would ring and it would be like a an unlisted number and I would go, Oh, that's another debt collector calling to ask me about that money. <laughs> oh, and-
0: man. I got a fucking letter in the mail today that was by like, it was just a letter with no return address that was like registered mail. And I was like, oh, fuck. I fucked up so bad. <laughs> uh, but no, it was the doctor saying, hey, uh, you should come get a checkup about your obstructive sleep apnea. Oh. And I should, I should do that.
1: Yeah. Um, Whereas uh, <laughs> you just you just gave me a flashback to receiving one of those letters. it was like, legally, you must open this and look at it and um <laughs> and I opened it and it like had a big big solid like um like diagonal red and black striped border around it, and it was like legal it was a legal thing <laughs> and it was um and it was a letter of demand from a from a debt collector who had purchased a debt from the Philip video easy franchise <laughs> they had they had purchased my my $80 late fee debt from video easy and were chasing me about it And i was like oh really wow. did you just like keep the videos or something what the fuck's wrong with you
2: yeah what the fuck
1: i took it back eventually hmm. and then they won $80 you know get oh, out of here
2: see i had a debt from my optus phone company for so long that i forgot about because i left the country. And I didn't get texts on my phone because my phone didn't work. And then eventually I got a text from the debt collectors that were like, listen, if you pay half of your debt, we'll consider your debt cancelled. Now I realize yeah. you don't have to pay your debts at all. You just <laughs> this, gotta uh, leave it for a while.
0: This guy that I know who...
1: Is- <laughs> this is the financial advice segment of the podcast. <laughs> yeah,
2: if you leave it, they'll give you a discount. You,
0: you do, though. like So this guy that I know who was a very strange man I- His life took a turn, but uh, he he quit his job to do a private eye course with the hopes that he would become a private detective. Uh, And then instead, Mm -hmm. he got the job that you get when you have a private detective's license. You become a debt collector. (laughs) Uh, And uh, mostly it turned him into a very, very insensitive, unempathetic person that uh, was very unpleasant to listen to him talk about work. But also he was just like, yeah, so the companies buy these debts for like a fraction of what the debts are actually worth. And then if you're just like, oh, you're a debt collector. Okay, I could pay you $10 a week for the next 25 years. Or what if I pay you a third of the amount right now? They'll generally be like, yes, I will Mm -hmm. take that. So uh, yeah, free advice of the show. If you have debt collectors on your ass, just like...
2: Leave it for a while. Be patient.
0: And haggle with them because they have so much leeway to drop that down because all they want is to get money in because they didn't mm. pay for the full amount for that debt. So but try They've
2: got it. something to lose. I didn't know this, but now I know this. Now <laughs> yeah. I feel powerful.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, if like from their point of view, if they've done the thing of buying debts for a fraction of the money um, and a whole, you know, if you've got hundreds of people on the hook all saying, I'll pay you 20 bucks a week because that's what I can afford to do and you're charging them interest, then you have like this constant revenue stream um whereas you know if you say i will give you a lump of cash to fuck off then that's when you can kind of haggle i my personal advice is probably i think that you're better off to pay them nothing than Mm. to pay them the 10 or 20 dollars a week because the reality is you will never repay the debt um, with the with the interest that they whack on it. I don't know how they determine that. I'm sure that comes about through, like, the conditions of whatever original deal you made to either borrow money from someone or get a phone plan or borrow a fucking movie from Video Easy. Um, that there was some condition in, buried down in the contract that's like, if you don't pay us back this money, we will hand your thing over to a debt collector and they can charge whatever the fuck interest they like. But I like I went through periods of occasionally being like, I'm gonna get my shit together and answer the phone and they would be like, Hey, you owe us tens of thousands of dollars and um you know, what what can you pay? Obviously you can't pay that. What can you pay? And you'd say you'd negotiate downwards some minimum amount you could repay and they would go, Yeah, cool, you know, fifty bucks a week or fifty bucks out of your paycheck, you know. But you'd get to the end of the year and still owe the same money that you did at the start of the year. So, I, I genuinely think if you are in this position, you are better off to pay them nothing and occasionally come back and say, you know what? I can give you a couple of thousand dollars a day if you fuck off forever. <laughs> mm. And they say, no, you owe us more than that. And you go, talk to you in a year.
2: Have we talked about the robo-debt ruling on the podcast? I don't know if we have.
1: I feel like we surely must have.
2: I don't know if we did. I don't know if we did, but all the robo-debts were ruled illegal and they're going to be refunded if they were based on income averaging. Yes. Fuck you.
0: So good.
1: Wild that they had legal advice saying, hey, this whole thing, it's bullshit. Uh, It's totally bullshit and you can't do it. It's not going to stand up in court. And they went, yeah, but what if we sent out 8 million more of them?
2: Mm, and they kept it. And it's taken so long just because of how long the legal process takes. Like, these challenges were taken years ago. And now they're finally, it's finally coming down to the point where they realize that, you know, we did something illegal. Oopsie. Oops.
1: And uh, I believe, who was it, Josh Frydenberg or Christian Porter? Um, I think Christian Porter um, also admitted recently that it was definitely going to leave the government open to damages on top of paying stuff back to everybody?
2: Yeah, there hasn't been any yet, but that's definitely an open possibility, hopefully.
1: Yeah. Well, particularly like, you know, all the cases that we read about and talked about on the show and everything, all the all the incidents of them saying to people, "You owe us all this money, except we're sending this to your old address where you don't live anymore because you are no longer obligated to keep your address mm-hmm. updated because we told you you don't owe us any money." Um, so instead, without telling you, we are going to garnish your entire multi-thousand dollar tax return. Just, just wild shit. And wild
2: shit, and hopefully people are getting refunds. I think I'm going to yeah. get a refund, and I'm very excited.
1: I am, of course, very depressed by the idea that this is yet another thing that this conservative government has been able to, like, catastrophically fuck up. Um, blow a gigantic hole in the budget which is the only thing that they care about or profess mm-hmm. to care about um, and apparently it just still has no effect whatsoever on their standing electorally
2: cool. and yeah, people still love it
1: it's So um, good. instead we've got uh, Labour seizing the day by saying hey let's make a place for clean coal in our energy agreements <laughs> it's like thank you for striking while the iron is hot
0: I would like to have a seat at the table. And to do that, I've got to take my pants off and pancake my bare ass on the stool to be at the table. And everyone's going to look at my nude ass and they're going to laugh at it. But God damn it, will I be at that table?
1: I've got to be at that table so hard. Sitting at the fucking kids' table, these dipshits. Got them. <laughs> got them. They're, 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 the, um, they're getting the 30 rock power move of being given a tiny chair. You know? <laughs> just it's just the saddest shit i mean i know we're jumping from thing to thing all over the place here but i did see a little bit of online discourse about um about this uh thing of anthony albanese saying hey we're gonna say let's have clean coal and let's do blah 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 in order to just bring the government to the table in negotiating on energy agreements and sorting out our energy market and it's just so fucking depressing to watch them bumbling around, like, begging for a crumb. Just a crumb of anything. still doing it.
2: They're still doing this.
1: Yep. And it's just the same thing over and over that has been for years now from the Labour Party, which is just continuing to say, please, set the terms of engagement for us, and then we will only ever talk to you about exactly the things that you consider. Within the realms of possibility. Huge bummer. Huge. Huge bummer. Bummer. Oh, anyway. Makes me sick to my stomach. And there you know is. what else makes me sick to my stomach? <laughs> when I am a policeman who has been poisoned by another <laughs> member of Antifa.
2: Oh. Happens all the time.
0: Constantly. You're hearing about it more and more. I'm
2: hearing about it so often.
1: <laughs> I try not oh, to hear about God. the part of the story that happens after the first part of the story where I get poisoned. Um, once oh. I've been poisoned, I'm just like cl- closing all the news apps on my phone.
2: I didn't look at this part of the notes yet, and I truly don't know which which incident you're referring to at
0: this oh, point. Oh, <laughs> well, look, we'll get into both of them, but uh, <laughs> there is... This has been so much fun. So, like, I'm sure everybody saw this right, that, like, uh, a week or so ago, well, ten well, days up, ago.
1: Like, like, a week ago, we played the clip of the lady cop crying because her, like, McNuggets <laughs> were yeah. a little yeah. slow coming maybe out of the drive through Maybe her McMuffin well,
0: might have been poisoned I or something. think was in response to the Shake Shack incident, <laughs> which I hope that ends oh, up on the Wikipedia right, page with okay. that title.
1: I so, tell you what, hold on. I seem to be having a smoke alarm situation, so you mm, guys I can hear it. Keep going. And I'm gonna go resolve that. Let's see. You guys talk uh-huh. and we'll see if we can hear what's going on in the background. All right. Andrew's oh, gonna God. burst into
2: the, flames. Continue.
0: There's gonna be the sound of like <laughs> someone pulling out a stepladder, someone falling <laughs> off a stepladder, Andrew yelling, Help. <laughs> All right, so let me let me catch you up here. Hmm. Uh ten days ago, June fifteenth. The New York City Police Department Detectives Endowment Association, mm. uh, okay. which is <laughs> like a police union, I think. It's not a body that tracks cop dick size, as you might <laughs> guess from reading it. That's crisis all the averted.
1: Wording. Hey, you oh, did it. What good. was the crisis? The crisis is my wife burning my damn dinner. You know?
2: Oh, typical.
1: <laughs> oh, women be. Um, oh, no, please do <laughs> Doing something with mushrooms. I was like, what's... I can see all the smoke in the hallway. And she's like, I'm I'm steaming mushrooms?
3: Sure. It's
1: I don't steam think, and smoke it's steam, are
3: different things. <laughs> steam does
1: not set off the smoke alarm. I mean, I know they go off for particular kinds of vapour. But it's not, not steam. Um, I believe she's making the uh, Bon Appetit mushroom pasta recipe.
2: Oh, well, you gotta, you, gotta you have a nice ready. wife.
1: God. Yeah, you gotta cook the cook, You gotta cook the mushrooms down so that all the liquid comes out of them.
2: You should never crowd your mushrooms. I just want to be very clear on that. That's so true. You that shouldn't. is mm. so important.
1: So, um, the police big dick society. Mm. <laughs> yes, I feel the like endowment only
2: refers to penis. You can't use the word endowment in any other sense. It refers to your penis size. I think
1: it's big, big American university thing, isn't it?
2: Oh, endowments, right, like a gift, like yeah. an endowment, like financial
0: mm-hmm. endowments. Yeah, yeah. 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 All, right. All right. So they they put out this tweet, right? Uh, the red sort of f- flashing light <laughs> emoji <laughs> uh, safety message. That same emoji again uh, tonight. Three uh, of our fellow officers were intentionally poisoned by one or more workers at the Shake Shack at 200 Broadway in Manhattan. Fortunately, they were not seriously harmed.
1: Please see I, the safety light. I would just like to note that considering this was put out by a verified account mm. of of a police organisation, it's pretty right? serious. Um, there is no. There, not only is there an absence of the word "allegedly," which yeah. generally <laughs> I th- I think even members of the public, when speaking about a possible crime, are supposed to to use, in order to avoid you know, accidentally defaming somebody, making themselves liable for legal action. Um, they seem to have replaced the word allegedly with intentionally.
0: Mm, yeah, there's a strange legal decision that they've made there.
1: <laughs> Which, they have 1000% been deliberately poisoned by one or more hippies.
0: So part of me thinks that you they uh, maybe avoided having to use allegedly there because they were not indicating a specific person but then still having intentionally poisoned by people working in that shake shack still seems like that's a big of enough uh, accusation
1: yeah saying saying one or more and intentionally poisoned kind of means that you need to at some point provide evidence that at least one person deliberately poisoned someone at the oh, shake well, shack at 200 Broadway in Manhattan
0: just you wait for that evidence <laughs> so they put that out uh, in a another police union in New York Uh, said essentially exactly the same thing. And obviously right-wing media went nuts with it. Fox went crazy with it. All of the usual, like, blue checkmark conservative dickheads were all like, oh, my God, first they're putting concrete into ice cream and now they're putting acid into fucking thick shakes or whatever. Oh, the
2: concrete milkshakes, of course.
0: A lot of people did try and draw that sort of bow into one thing. Mm. Uh, Even Shake Shack immediately after all this happened... They put out a statement saying we are horrified by the reports of police officers injured at our 200 Broadway shack in Manhattan. We're working with the police now. So both of these say they were poisoned and they were injured, which is really, really interesting because it turns out when people actually looked into this story, no cop got sick. None of the three cops that were supposedly allegedly poisoned felt any symptoms whatsoever.
1: Now, now I'm no doctor.
0: (laughs) Yes, I agree. I am a doctor.
1: So uh, continue. (laughs) (laughs) I'm no doctor, but I am given to understanding that um, poisoning generally comes with, I'm going to say, at least one symptom.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's (laughs) the easiest way to tell that you've been poisoned, generally, Mm. is you feel the symptoms of being poisoned. But in this case, uh, this is what happened. So this is from a report from the New York Post, which is usually fucking horrible. Uh, it sure is. And quite reactionary, so I don't know how they've managed to do this well. Um, yeah, here's a quote from them. Soon after sipping the shakes, however, the cops realised they didn't taste or smell right, so they threw the drinks in the trash and alerted a manager, who apologised and issued them vouchers for free food or drink, which they accepted, according to sources. Huh. But when the cops told their sergeant about the incident... The supervisor called in the emergency service unit to set up a crime scene at the fast food joint for an evidence search around 9.20 p.m. Nearly two hours after they got the sour shakes.
1: So, hold on a second. You're, You're telling me that these guys all had the equivalent experience of when, like, you take, I don't know, some sour cream out of the fridge and you go, how long has this been in the fridge for? I'm trying to remember when we... When did we have... Why don't we have nachos? (laughs) Hmm. Just give it a taste. Just give it a taste. (laughs) Well, I don't want to taste it. You taste it. You taste it. Does this smell okay? Well, it smells like nothing, but that could... I don't know. Do you want to taste it? I don't want to taste it. You know what? I'm just going to throw it out. These three guys collectively have the experience of, is there something weird about this? Maybe. Let's all throw our shakes away. Mm. And another cop hears this story and says, Oh my God. You have died of being poisoned. <laughs> you were murdered at Shake
2: <laughs> you, <laughs> you were murdered. murdered. I'm disappointed. <laughs> I thought they got diarrhea. Uh,
0: there, Unfortunately, there was no diarrhea. No. Uh, did any of you guys see, it was like the lead image on the New York Post story of the crime scene, where it is just uh, a cop putting one of those markers, you know how it's got like a number on it for like this specific piece of evidence or whatever, mm. yeah. on the ground next to half a thick shank? <laughs> Beautiful. Oh so, sorry, there was, there's one more sentence left in this quote, which I think is probably the key one here. Mm-hmm. The three were rushed to Bellevue Hospital where they were examined and released without ever showing symptoms. Cool. <laughs> examined
2: for what? Cops just love lying. They love lying so much. It is so true that when you're a cop, you can legally do crime.
0: You can just do whatever you want. There are no rules. I, and, like, the best thing about this is that that is already pretty nuts, Right. Uh, but they were like,
1: examined in the sense that a doctor talked to them and said, You okay? And they said, My tummy hurt.
3: Mm, I but the doctor
0: said, Are you okay? And they said, No, yeah. I feel fine. I'm fine. My tummy doesn't even leave. hurt.
1: What, so, what are your symptoms? And they said, Zero symptoms, doctor.
0: So, despite the fact that these, these three officers were not sick in any way, the, the story that the police were trying to craft still was that some employees. Uh, some radical leftist guerrillas had tried to kill them because they'd seen they were cops and they had put bleach or whatever in their drink. Except, this is the second twist, uh, there was literally no way for the people who prepared the drinks to know that they were cops. Uh, This is another quote from that same New York Post story. Uh, The three officers were down from the Bronx on protest duty in lower Manhattan on June 15th when they ordered the now infamous mid-shift treats (laughs) 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 uh, via a mobile app around 7.30pm purchasing three shakes across two separate orders, sources said. Uh, Which is interesting because one person is buying another person's shake but the third person has been forced (laughs) to buy their own. (laughs) So I don't know what the dynamics there are.
1: But but do you notice the um, do you notice the commonality here with the video that we were talking about last week, which is again that lady ordered her shit on an app and showed up to the drive-through not in order, Well, sorry, not in uniform and was like, "I have been victimized due to my right. policing," and it's like yes. they they don't fucking know like.
2: Remember the Starbucks cup that said pig on it that also turned out to be fake? <laughs> oh, it's so weird good. how often this happens. Crazy. Uh,
0: this, is, this goes on. Uh, their drinks were waiting for them when they arrived at the Shake Shake on the second floor of 200 Broadway a few minutes later. A female officer picked up her strawberry shake from the front counter and her two male colleagues. See, look, the boys are looking after each other. They're getting each mm. other their thick shakes. Very strange.
1: Dude's right. Uh,
0: grabbed their cherry and vanilla ugh, drinks from a side counter, the saucer said police sources explained it was clear that the workers couldn't have known cops had placed the orders since it wasn't done in person, and they couldn't have dosed the drinks after the officers arrived because they were packaged awaiting for pickup when the trio walked in. Disgusting
3: Sorry, I orders. Need,
1: uh, hold on, i got to ask you a question for a second. I don't particularly understand like the concept of Shake Shack. I've never been. They don't have them in Australia.
0: It's like a, a burger place, right? It's a Lucy? burger
2: place, but I assume they just have shakes too. I, I yeah,
0: assume
1: so you can, can tell just me, order a
2: couple of shakes.
1: You're telling me a like a cherry-flavored milkshake?
0: Yeah, I'm not on board with that. That's uh, like Americans ass. love I'm cherry flavor.
2: That. It's I disgusting. Do, don't whoa, whoa, whoa. They don't hey, understand hey, that hey. it tastes like... Do you know their medicine doesn't taste like cherry? Which is why they like to drink Dr.
3: Pepper. Oh. It
2: explains Now, so much. for the
1: record, this is show canon. I love both cherry-flavored medicine and cherry-flavored... <sighs> the rest of the stuff. Oh, I like, no. I like Dr. Pepper. I like Cherry Coke. Mm-mm. I like all no. them shits, right? Cherry Coke's okay. Uh, Cherry-flavored... Candies and such. I like to get high and eat a whole bag of the um, Haribo uh, little cherries.
2: You are a oh, disgusting it's just, it's man. man. Yeah. You are yeah, a filthy nice. man.
1: Ooh, they're good. Anyway, the point is, I do not want that in a dairy-based No, absolutely scenario. not. That is um, the
0: devil's combination.
1: I'm fine with it in a, a, a cherry cola or perhaps mm. some type of candy. Truly
2: really disgusting. I'm not a dairy-based drink myself, person myself. Disgusting.
1: I never say to myself, let's add milk to this. Make it a party. <laughs> no,
0: you that's know? not a good time.
1: So feel free to write it in the show, mailbag at montavista.com. If uh, you have some knowledge of Shake Shack that we don't, perhaps it is mm. a, like a cherry lemonade type beverage, and I'm just a fool. I would drink the cherry lemonade thing. And I, would I assume easily
0: Google this if we wanted to, but
1: uh, it's certainly going to means-
2: be a medicine thick shake to me.
1: Oh. <laughs> medicine thick shake,
2: disgusting. I don't know why they decided oh, that all God our damn, medicine okay. would taste like cherry, but disgusting.
1: Oh fuck that! It's the Shake Shack cherry blossom milkshake. Nope. Cherry blossom God.
2: milkshake. I'm out. <laughs> that sounds nice.
0: <laughs> like it's made from cherry blossoms. <laughs>
2: Which probably tastes like flowers.
0: I believe that's probably what they would taste like. I bet they. I don't know. Disgusting. Anyway, the idea own. of a
2: cop just being like, "Oh, I'm I've had a long day in the job. I'm gonna go get a fucking thick shake." It's a drink for children. <laughs> that is not for adult people. No, you can't just go, on, uh, go on your lunch break and get a fucking thick shake. What's wrong with you?
1: I'm, I'm with you here, I mean- Lucy, <laughs> because like uh, this is I I feel like this is a point of um I don't want to say division just difference with me and my wife. Where like um, <laughs> on, the, on the rare on the rare occasion, here we, here we go. On the rare occasion that we will get McDonald's, she will sometimes oh. be like, "Give me a big old burger meal, and replace the Coke with a big fuck off chocolate shake." I do love and that's a McDonald's shake. Mind blowing to me because, but just like, getting
2: a shake in the daytime is a weird thing to do.
0: I mean, yeah. a, a burger and a shake is a killer combo. Like yeah, if my if my sure. body could process Whoa. dairy in any fashion. I would be slamming down thick shakes like seven times
2: a day. It's like immediate diarrhea for me. A few sips and it's just straight out the other end.
1: I just disagree in that like if I'm having a burger, I want to be washing that down with with the cool crisp taste of a (laughs) Coca-Cola, something that is like refreshing, cleansing my palate. I'm not thinking (laughs) thick milky drink. I kind of am.
2: Just go out. What's your McDonald's it's- order, both of you? What are you, what are you ordering at McDonald's?
0: Mm. I mean, I I don't really get McDonald's now because if you don't eat meat, the options there are shit house. Yeah,
2: they're terrible.
0: But like my ideal McDonald's order, mm-hmm. the perfect McDonald's order. It's a large fries, double quarter pounder, mm. medium chocolate thick shake.
1: Mm. Huh. Okay. Uh <laughs> I'm gonna say <laughs> wow. I've I've been enjoying I've been enjoying the uh, crispy chicken clubhouse thing that they got mm, going on.
2: Fancy McDonald's, guy which over is good.
1: Here. <laughs> um, but the more standard order for me is probably um, double cheeseburger, large fries, large Coke, ten nuggets, sweet and sour sauce.
0: Oh, that is mm. a good time. Mm-hmm. I was going nice. to criticize you because the the double cheeseburger is the cowards. Double quarter pounder.
1: No, uh, you got you can. But You're if you've got
0: nuggets there as well, then yeah, you yeah. live in the dream.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the other problem is if I were to get like a McChicken I like a McChicken. I think a Love McChicken. McChicken, is good. Nothing, Nothing, wrong McChicken. With McChicken
0: Nothing wrong with the McChicken.
1: Nothing wrong with a McChicken and the, the crispy chicken clubhouse or the spicy chicken clubhouse is just the grown up's McChicken, which is also fine. <laughs> um But if I'm getting myself if I'm getting myself a big crispy chicken burger, then it feels like too much to get nuggets as well, because they're just Th- that more That is too much. Yeah, yeah. that would be crazy. More of the same.
0: You need to get the beef nuggets if that's do. what you're doing.
1: Yep. yep. Give me um, ton of those
0: beef nugs. <laughs> beef nuggets. <Well, McDouglas>. <laughs>
1: so sometimes sometimes the double cheeseburger is interchangeable with the bacon double cheeseburger. The barbecue bacon double cheeseburger.
2: Is that a McDouble? That's what, we have a McDouble here, I assume it's just call a double word? cheeseburger. I think so. It's the perfect so I don't eat meat anymore, but it's the perfect ratio of meat to burger.
0: But it's, it's, is this the McDouble? Yes. Yeah, Which the I McDouble is a double is cheeseburger. No, I think the McDouble is no. different to the double cheeseburger for some reason. But there was like I okay, think I've spoken about this on the podcast <laughs> before, but the McDouble was like $2 for like three years in Australia. It's so cheap. For no discernible reason. It was the fucking best. It's like
2: it's a dollar so here. It's insane.
1: <sighs> so a double che- a double cheeseburger is uh, it does it does sound like a so a McDouble is a classic. Double burger, the McDouble stacks, two pure beef patties seasoned with just mm. a pinch of salt and pepper, tangy pickles, chopped onions, ketchup mustard, slice of melty American cheese. That sounds a lot like just the double cheeseburger. You might get sure two does. slices of cheese on the double cheeseburger.
0: Oh man, this is my Google has auto-completed McDouble versus double cheeseburger for me. <laughs> <laughs> the only discernible difference at all is the amount of cheese, of cheese in each Yeah, with he's McDouble fucking got it. Touting one and the double cheeseburger packing two. Oh,
2: but the McDouble is, is so cheap. And if I was eating meat, it is it is a great burger.
0: That's a quality burger. That's a quality well, burger. You would be lying if you were like, Well oh, no, it's disgusting. Eat yeah, it. you cannot fucking eat deny one and, and you'll be like, power. This is the perfect flavor balance of every flavor mostly salt.
1: See, mm-hmm. whereas they have those they have those banners up that are like, Come on through and fuck up your burger by putting like <laughs> another patty on it. <laughs> Um, I used to
0: do that a lot as well. Get a McDouble with one extra patty. That's ninety cents extra. Two bucks oh, ninety. I'm eating a no. triple fucking cheeseburger, bro.
1: I see. So my take is that they have worked carefully to balance the proportions of these burgers, <laughs> and like they they have on the poster like You're probably right. They have on the poster like a McChicken with two McChicken patties on it. Fuck that. No, that's that's the strength
0: of the McChicken is the crispness of the lettuce and the power of the mayonnaise. Yep. You don't want to overpower those two other fresh elements.
1: Double chicken. And then you, you got like a picture of a Big Mac with like another patty on it. I don't know if anybody else has ever done the thing where you go in and say like, let's just put too much stuff on a burger just to see what's going to happen. Like three patties or whatever the fuck.
0: Yeah, we've all smoked weed before, man.
1: Yeah, and, and, in, and at McDonald's, in my experience, this turns into a mouthful that is just like meat paste. There is just too much of that low-quality McDonald's meat going on in there. Whereas in something like a McDouble, get you two patties and all your pickles and all that sort of stuff. But it's not gigantic. It's not the huge menacing thing. Yes, it's very greasy. But it's like cheeseburger size. You know? Mm. And then you balance that out. With your your ten nuggets, with your <laughs> with your with your nice your nice tangy vinegary sweet and sour sauce,
2: and sweet and sour sauce is the correct sauce to order with your nuggets. I will. And say
1: then you true. wash you wash down those mouthfuls with your big. Icy cup of Coke, not a fucking chocolate shake. That's, That's madness. Right. Okay,
0: well that seems like a cruel attack a, on me. Can I? It is, I want to it is a judgment a call.
1: There. Well, hold on. Just before we move on, I'll say one last thing. <laughs> oh, to I'm me, not moving on from McDonald's. <laughs> to to me, a large shake is essentially like a a meal amount of food. Like Theo drinking a Soylent.
2: You can't have a large shake. Small shake is all you can have.
1: Eleanor has a large shake with like a quarter pound of meal.
0: Oh, I'll have a medium. Crazy. But I think that's what yeah. I like about the thick shake is the consistency forces you to have it slowly, mm. to savor it, to let it reach room temperature. Mm. <laughs> okay, so say you talk about adding an extra patty to a Big Mac mm-hmm. or a Big Mac even. Where are you putting a, that extra patty? Because I Big hate, Mac. I hate the idea... Of there being two it's patties, be the bread subdivision, and then one patty, Disgusting. that is driving me insane <laughs> thinking about it.
1: Yeah, well, you gotta you gotta order it special and get them to split the middle patty. Into- <laughs> <laughs> Can you get a no samurai tip. sword from no out tip. the back
0: and perfectly split this beef? Patty? Listen, you fucking
2: fourteen-year-old oh. piece of shit. <laughs>
0: Getting paid oh, legally the lowest you possibly can.
2: <laughs> Fourteen and nine months, baby.
1: <laughs> uh, Lucy, when I used to go to um Arendelle College in Canberra, mm. mm-hmm. which is the college for pieces of shit and um people who will go on to be arrested for public urination <laughs> and then get thrown off the camera raiders.
2: Uh huh, sounds about right.
1: <laughs> actually happened to a guy in my year. Um <laughs> He he was in the um, the talented sports program of Arundel College, which was like the feeder system to NRL kind of stuff. And then a year or two later, I saw a news story that was like this guy pissing publicly in King's Cross and getting thrown off the Raiders.
0: I was was like, he like a starter for the Raiders or? I don't know, just,
1: hmm,
0: because that makes a huge difference to me.
1: But hmm. go on. His name was Nathan Smith.
3: No, oh.
0: it's like now the name of I'm gonna say maybe. 70-year-old place. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but anyway, it was right across the street from McDonald's. And when you have no money and also are a teenager and you smoke weed a lot, you gotta, you got to do what you can with your cash. Um, so I would go and get myself the classic back when it was a 30-cent cone.
2: I remember the 30-cent cone.
0: They made Don't it 30 even- cents again, like... A couple <gasps> of years ago, didn't they? After public oh, no. outcry. Because everyone would have been
2: so mad.
1: No. Um, and then what you do is you get yourself a napkin. And then you get yourself some sachets of sugar. And you you sprinkle them all over your napkin. And then you roll your ice cream <laughs> around. <laughs> in, in the granulated sugar. And that's a nice little ice cream treat for you right there.
2: Oh, boy. <laughs>
1: They don't charge you for the sugar, Lucy. Or the napkin.
2: Uh-huh. Sounds that's so a, good.
1: <laughs> that's a life hack. That's a little...
2: <laughs> that is a life hack. How did we get oh. here?
1: <laughs> this is the, the Shake Shack Curse. Folks, welcome to Bunta Vista, the <laughs> podcast where we talk about what kind of diarrhea you will get from your fast food order.
0: It's okay. It's a, it's a bonus episode,
1: so this is fine. It's um,
2: free. I've had like three seltzers. Which is crazy. Oh, over you here. are wilding out. <laughs> I'm wilding out of here. Uh,
1: so, uh, Ben, sorry, Ben, can I just say uh, <laughs> this guy who was in my photography class at Arundel College, Mason Smith, mm-hmm. uh, former professional rugby league footballer, <laughs> uh, played for the Canberra Raiders and the Penrith Panthers as a second row or lock, mm-hmm. whatever that is. Um, he played second row and centre, made his first grade debut for Canberra against the North Queensland Cowboys. In mm-hmm. 2004.
0: Rude. My boys. Uh,
1: in his first season at Penrith, he played 24 games for the club and they finished last on the table and claimed the wooden spoon. He <laughs> created headlines in the 2008 NRL season for reneging on a contract with the Canberra Raiders for 2009. Fucking dog. And re-signing with Penrith. The Raiders took legal action against Smith and the Panthers for breach of contract, albeit unsuccessfully. There you go.
0: No mention of the piss, the piss stuff?
1: No, not seen anything about the piss. Hmm. Go on.
0: Uh, Yeah. So (laughs) uh, I'm sure you're all dying to know how this story even got out if it was based on absolutely nothing. Uh, Mm. Well, luckily, the New York Post has also got this covered. A lieutenant, or lieutenant, as people from Britain would love to say, from the Bronx blasted out an email to the unions that six cops... Started throwing up after drinking beverages they got from Shake Shack on 200 Broadway. So, six cops? No. Started throwing up? No. <laughs> Great. Uh, it is unclear why the sergeant and lieutenant, oh god, a lieutenant, escalated the situation. Uh, detectives easily closed the case after interviewing five employees and reviewing surveillance footage showing the shakes were made normally, sources said. The machine was cleaned before the officer's ordered according to sources and it still contained residual milkstone remover, a typically acidic solution used to combat buildup in dairy equipment. So that milkstone remover is generally phosphoric acid, uh which sounds bad but also is one of the key ingredients in Coke. Uh
1: delicious Coke. What you order ar- with your McDouble.
0: The only reason that I know that is some friends of ours with a brewery tried to make a beer that tasted basically exactly like out of the bottle Coca-Cola and the amount of phosphoric acid they had to pour into it looked fucking terrifying. Uh, But you can drink it, it's okay. Just don't drink a lot it'll make you sick. Uh, But by 10.45pm, the Detectives Endowment Association... Or if you're a cop,
1: it'll make you sad. (laughs) Yeah, it'll give you I don't know, a panic attack
0: maybe. Uh, The Detectives Endowment Association was declaring that finest, as in police, had become ill after being, quote, intentionally poisoned by one or more workers at the Shake Shack as Police Benevolent Association President Pat Lynch made a show of visiting Bellevue while his union declared at 10.47pm that officers came, quote, under attack from a, quote, toxic substance believed to be bleach.
1: Oh, my God. It fucking rules how the people who are responsible for shooting people constantly and clubbing them and everything like to take absolutely anything and refer to it as, like, Being Mm. under attack. My
2: milkshake tasted bad. It's bleach.
1: (laughs) That's a form of terrorism.
0: So, like, even after this was thoroughly disputed everywhere, uh, the uh, Detectives Endowment Association uh, put out this statement the day after uh, saying... Oh, God, I hate this so much. It makes me so mad. Um, although the investigation is still ongoing at this point, NYPD investigators have found, quote, no criminality in how these officers got sick. They didn't. I love
1: that they can't just say, like, this was absolute bullshit. From we Del made Street it up. Yeah. And They're they just... still
0: say that they got sick. I don't fucking understand Even that. Though, yeah, they, get they get said away with straight
2: that? up that they didn't get sick. Oh. Uh,
0: and then uh, the next sentence is also infuriating. Initially, it was reported that whatever toxic substance made the officers ill was intentionally placed in their drinks. You reported it. There was no toxic substance, and they didn't get sick. They didn't get sick at oh all. They just thought it tasted God.
2: funny.
1: They were lucky uh, to survive.
2: The DEA put out the statement. Unbelievable.
0: Oh, the detective Endowment Association, not the DEA. Oh right, drug enforcement. Aid? No, what is that one?
1: No, you're right. Drug enforcement agency.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to thank all NYPD personnel who responded efficiently to this potentially disastrous situation. Thank you to <laughs> Shake Shack for their full and timely cooperation in the investigation. The fact remains. Please stay vigilant, stay safe, and always be aware of your surroundings. What fact? What fact? What is the fact that Which remains? fact here?
2: remains. Stay vigilant. I- <laughs>
1: I too would like to frequently say the fact remains as an entire sentence. <laughs> the fact remains. The fact remains. And there we go.
2: This is yeah. what police officers are doing when you report a sexual assault and they tell you that they'll call you back. They're uh they're so busy. They're
1: just, just, just <laughs>
0: instinct is to fucking lie about everything and really transparently. Just make shit up completely.
1: Yeah, they they say, um, look, lady. I'm really busy right now. Okay. I'm I'm going to get to this when I can get to it. And there a the lot phone. of investigations going on. Yeah, they hang up the phone and then they're like This tastes weird.
2: <laughs> this My cherry shake tastes weird, and not because it's a disgusting flavor that i have chosen.
1: <laughs> My rank
0: milk drink. <laughs> My disgusting weird.
2: cherry milk drink tastes disgusting and Antifa <laughs> probably poisoned me.
1: Oh, oh man. Can you guys think of any reason why my medicine milk drink tastes funny?
0: (laughs) Uh, So this is, I mean, obviously cops just lying up, making up stuff, and then closing ranks around each other is not an isolated incident. But also uh, pretending that your food has been tampered with in the last, like, two weeks has not been an isolated incident. So there's another thing that sort of popped up, like, two days ago when a Fox News investigative reporter called Bill... How are we going to pronounce that? Melugion. Melugion. Sorry? You want to- where are we, where are we saying this? Mm. Let's say Bill Mulligan.
1: Melugin. Bill Mulligan, I'm going to say.
0: We're going to call him Bill Mulligan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tweeted this. Bill Uh Breaking. All caps. <laughs> Colin. <laughs> okay. Uh, sources tell me an off-duty LAPD officer allegedly found a tampon halfway through his Frappuccino <laughs> at a Starbucks in Diamond Bar on Friday. I'm told he used his police credit union debit card. Sheriff's Department confirms they took a report and they're now investigating. And it was accompanied by this truly tremendous piece of photographic evidence, which uh, you, my fellow podcasters, can look at. Uh, the listener, just Google uh, Starbucks diamond bar tampon frappuccino.
1: Don't worry, I can, des- mm. I can describe it for you. Don't oh, worry. I wish you wouldn't. <laughs> no, I, I
2: don't know how to describe this. It's not <laughs> okay, a tampon. So- I'll say that much.
1: Okay, I imagine, think it is a, a
0: moth's uh, cocoon.
1: Imagine that you have stumbled upon a time machine. Uh-huh. Okay. You, <laughs> so far. you are stepping into the time machine and you program into it 1997. <laughs> you travel directly to 1997 and you do the first thing anyone would do. Buy tickets for an Annie DeFranco concert. <laughs> You travel to the Annie DeFranco concert. you become very uncomfortable as you remember how many of the songs are about describing a rape. Uh, But hey, that's her right to do her songs and her art that way. Uh, You should probably just stay quiet about it while you're there. But your time is running out and you realize you have to bring some evidence back with you. And what's nearby but the dreadlocks of a white lady standing directly in front of you. You decide to snip off a six-inch length of the grossest, blondest dreadlock that you've seen in some time. You take it back in the time machine. Nobody knows what the fuck you are talking about. Embarrassed, you put it into the cup that you are currently preparing. A Starbucks show for an L.A. police officer. Oh,
2: that was truly impressive. Thank you,
0: Andrew. (laughs) Yeah, Who needs one photo when we can have this beautiful word picture?
2: Very graphic.
1: Well, I don't know if you know this, but it's an audio format.
0: Mm. That is certainly true. I, yeah, I I don't claim to be some sort of tampon expert. I just don't feel like... I do. (laughs) Fair enough. I don't feel like what he has dredged up out of his frappuccino is what it would look like if you put a tampon in a frappuccino.
1: Now, I said something about this on Twitter. I said, (laughs) something to the effect of... I am a tampon expert, (laughs) (laughs) I said, uh, I I believe I posted this picture and said, I also think that this is what a tampon looks like. Um, (laughs) And an American replied and said, yes, we did a science experiment thing in school where they took a tampon, uh, separated it from its applicator, and then, yeah, like, and then like, and then like pulled pulled all the edges out and everything, and then soaked it in some blue liquid. I don't know why they were doing a tampon commercial at this poor person's <laughs> school, but um, but like, yeah, the the fact that like you you would have to take one and like put it put it through a washing machine or or like hit it with a high pressure hose or they something. They do have to some weird like tampons
2: this. here, but I don't think this is what it looks like.
1: The applicator thing is is just weird.
2: It's very uncomfortable. First time I got I bought tampons here, I was very confused. <laughs> Real sitcom scenario where I pulled it out and it was like a foot long.
1: <laughs> so what you do is you take the tampon and you load it into this tampon gun. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, it's already loaded into the tampon gun. It's loaded into the tampon gun, which you then shoot inside your vagina.
1: Sounds cool. But anyway, this one <laughs> looks a lot more like somebody gave a haircut to the dog from the Odelay cover. Oh, what what um, the fuck?
0: Sorry, I've got to... I've just... I, I had no idea what a tampon applicator looks like. So oh. I have gone to type in tampon and the first thing Google has tried to autocomplete is gun.
1: Okay. Oh, okay. That, what are we getting back from that? Wh- why? I don't get it. I
2: assume it's because Americans are so prudish that they don't ever want to touch their own vaginas.
0: Making yeah, a Nerf much. gun that shoots tampons. Yeah. The tampon this tampon gun won't cramp your style. How to build the tampon gun. Oh my goodness. Supersonic tampon gun.
1: Uh Lucy, can I just read to you the first sentence of this Hacker day, this tampon gun won't cramp your style guide?
2: Of course.
1: Finally, and this is this is to basically make like a nerf gun style thing that fires tampons, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Finally, there's a way to get rid of those applicatorless tampons that literally no one uses.
3: Hmm. Uh,
2: just everyone in every other country. But go ahead, <laughs>
1: <laughs> you poor motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, imagine if you accidentally bumped up against your own pussy.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. disgusting!
0: <laughs> oh damn! Lucy, well, I appear to have found something that is exactly for you. It <laughs> is a. Uh, tampon gun that is metallic purple and exactly in the shape of Han Solo's DL 44 <laughs> blaster
1: what's
3: oh. that
2: oh, it's the meanest thing you've ever said to me
0: those are the other things that I know that you're interested in uh, Star Wars and periods
1: <laughs> getting getting my husband to put on a a black waistcoat and help me Fire apply my tampon <laughs> oh. Oh, boy. stand back there um I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> accuse you of some stuff and then you shoot first.
0: Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh look, you made a Star Wars joke. Oh <laughs> my! God. That was for
1: Lucy. That was for Lucy.
0: Can we just move
2: straight on into the cop tampon story? I <laughs> don't what? like this. Oh, you haven't
1: heard enough about tampons. Okay. All right.
0: So we've made our point, maybe <laughs> that it doesn't look like a tampon. Who fucking knows? Could be some weird. Even American in America, shit.
2: it doesn't look like a tampon.
0: Uh, so the the whole contention that they're making is that this off-duty police officer who was not in uniform, uh, went into a Starbucks and uh, the the person that was serving him identified that he was a police officer from his police credit union credit card. Uh, somehow, if you've been in a Starbucks, you realize they don't have like a secret room they go to to prepare the drinks. They like in front of them managed to like pull out and shove a tampon into his Frappuccino. Also Gave the idea of just
2: looking at a credit card, like...
0: Well, where did see, this credit that,
2: card come from?
0: It gets even weirder. Uh, I'm, 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 imagining, we'll get
1: to that. I'm imagining like the scene from Now You See Me where they have to do a lot of sleight of hand to sneak something into the place <laughs> they was one robbing. of the
0: worst scenes in any movie I've ever seen. <laughs> that was exhausting to watch.
1: Except that it's for a Starbucks employee taking out their own tampon and palming it into a drink Just while like the person is standing to right sneeze. in front of
0: them. And throwing it and bouncing it off the wall. Yeah. That's perfectly glancing it into the drink.
1: Yeah. Uh, so this is this, the only logical explanation. <laughs> you know, this played
0: out essentially the same th- way as the uh, Shake Shack incident. Where there was a weird unsubstantiated claim and then a police union ran with it. So the Los Angeles Police Protective League uh, issued this statement. <laughs> Uh this disgusting assault <laughs> on a police officer was carried out by someone with hatred in their heart and who <laughs> lacks human decency. We what? hope that they are publicly exposed, fired, arrested, and prosecuted for their cowardly and repugnant actions from hell's heart, we stab at them the <laughs> last one was I made that up. They didn't put that in there oh
1: my god it it doesn't it's not like super encouraging from the perspective of the whole like uh what do you call it um Innocent until proven guilty part of the law. Mm. Mm. Doesn't really like, we
2: hope we can crush you.
1: Yeah, it doesn't really give you a lot of confidence that cops as an institution like approach situations objectively. It's more along the lines of like, if we have even the slightest reason to suspect that you would ever do anything. To to make a little a bit mean to us to give a cop a tummy rumble, mm. um, then we will fucking destroy. We will
2: destroy you.
0: So the the guy that was covering this right, who's uh, Bill Mulligan, the Fox News investigative journalist, uh, was sort of live tweeting his process of going through this, and he realized, you know, in light of recent events, he should be taking this particularly seriously. He he, he put this update out. Uh, and yes, I'm aware of the Shake Shack hoax That's why I spent all evening working with multiple Independent sources And this didn't come from the union A police report has been filed, LASD reviewing video And if the officer made it up That's filing a false report, that's criminal
1: Oh, now- for sure, I bet those cops Are going to get into lots of trouble well, I mean,
0: to his credit He was, he was taking this very, very seriously uh, After I,
1: I, I have spoken to at least three police Who have informed me that they are dead And ghosts now <laughs>
0: Uh, after he posted uh, his first couple of updates about it, saying that he'd reached out to Shake Shack for comment, uh, he he really actually started to dig deep. He put this update up. Mm -hmm. Update. We've since learned that because this Starbucks is a licensee location inside a Target, they're technically Target employees. When we called the Target, a female employee said she was aware of the incident, Starbucks following up with us in the morning. So he managed to figure out who they work for.
3: Mm. A couple of hours later, well done. Uh Mm Uh-huh.
0: So uh, Target ended up looking into this. Uh, They looked into the security footage. They said they didn't notice any suspicious behavior. Uh, And (laughs) like on top of that, so the whole thing about the police union credit card thing being the sole way they would identify as police officer doesn't really make sense because as uh, there was a great motherboard article about this on Vice they, they pointed out that since coronavirus, Starbucks employees don't touch cards at all anymore. They There's like a mm-hmm. plexiglass sort of window thing between them and the customer. So the customer is the one tapping their card on the thing or swiping it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they don't see that at all. So that doesn't make any fucking sense. Uh, they uh, The motherboard also did some tests about whether putting a tampon in a Frappuccino would make it look like that. Uh, The answer was no, but there was a really, really, really fucking great paragraph in this story that is so unbelievably vice to me. Uh, In order to see if the cop story was even remotely plausible, Motherboard performed a science experiment. Uh, Arik Tola, a researcher at Bellingcat, an organization which analyzes open source media and has, for example, exposed the use of chemical weapons in Syria by studying video and photographic evidence, suggested in the evidence of in the interest of rigor that we buy 10 frappuccinos <laughs> and 10 different types of tampons given the fact that we were biking and did not want to spend a fortune we instead decided to try one frappuccino and one tampon <laughs> it's so good just be like we reached out to some like proper investigative journalist who said we should do it this way i only had my fixie so i couldn't <laughs>
2: my fixie and the tampon that i already had in so let's go
1: <laughs> oh boy <sighs>
0: So uh, we've, we've now got copies of that uh, Los Angeles Sheriff's Department uh, incident report uh, with the, the name of the officer redacted. So this is their version of events, right? Uh, at approximately 1430 hours, the officer entered the Starbucks coffee located inside of Target. Uh, the officer stated he ordered two drinks from a Starbucks employee. Uh, he described the employee as a female white adult, approximately five foot seven, 140 pounds.
1: A woman. guilty 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 that's right
0: (laughs) he said he could not remember her name Uh, after the completion of his order he stated he removed his credit card from the back of his phone case which additionally had his police department identification card in it He he stated the credit card he paid with also had significant features that would imply he was a police officer on the front of it the officer stated he walked to the bathroom while he was waiting for his order to be completed and returned shortly later. Upon his arrival back to the counter, he observed the suspect completing the drink, which was ordered for himself, and she proceeded to begin making the second drink.
1: The suspect. God uh, God.
0: Once both drinks were completed, uh, the officer stated the suspect handed him the drinks and he exited the store. So what they're saying is that he saw the drink he was not going to drink of the two drinks he ordered being prepared. But he didn't see the drink he was going to drink being prepared, right? Because he walked away.
2: Mm. And she just she just whipped it out of. I, I assume she took it straight out of her vagina in this I, fantasy. No one
0: seems making assertions about whether it is a it was a used or unused hand. Whether it was
1: a freshie. Um, I'm oh. assuming oh. that he he <laughs> went to the bathroom and she immediately said, "Hey, everyone." there's a dirty fucking pig in the bathroom and I'm going to put my soil (laughs) tampon in his drink. And then the whole crowd was like, yay, yay. Fuck that guy. I also believe that was the
0: series of events, but the way it went down was, hey, there's a dirty fucking pig here who ordered two drinks. I'm going to flip a coin and guess which one is his and then put a tampon in it. Yeah. It's very strange. Uh, (laughs) While in his vehicle, the officer began to drink his coffee. He stated he immediately began to taste a furry slash cloth substance inside of his mouth what does fur taste like what is a f- what does furriness taste like
1: well i don't I don't really get how like if, if somebody did whack something like that into your um into your drink right
2: I feel like you might see well it. A-
1: again as the tampon expert of this podcast <laughs> <laughs> i i feel like um you would you would put it into a drink it would absorb a certain amount of the fluid and then just hold together as one piece imagine if you inserted a tampon and then it just immediately started to disintegrate on contact with liquid i feel like that would be an inferior (laughs) quality tampon right
2: I would be damn. This is a bad quality be like, tampon. Damn,
1: this thing is just like shedding fur the whole time, and also it's it like it's just it's just all coming to pieces. I feel like that would be a mm. like a bad tampon experience.
0: Well, so he says he tasted a furry cloth substance. So not necessarily that parts of it got into his mouth. It's that it infused a sort of clothiness into the flavor of the
1: frappuccino,
2: into the drink. All right, that's <laughs>
1: ridiculous, uh, t- a t- a
2: So, You're being ridiculous. A tampon-infused
1: <laughs> beverage that flavor we all recognize.
2: Uh, I this, it tastes like tampon.
1: <laughs> it's not even. It's not even like. I I tasted like the coppery taste of menstrual blood in my drink. It's I tasted.
2: Mm, I tasted. Tampon. I tasted the
1: taste of like it's a flavor I know of, and yeah, love. Like a. a a fluffy cotton type material not uh, also, i didn't get the sensation of it because none of it was coming up the straw and also i'm not saying that there was any like biological material in there just
2: mm, i just tasted, I tasted like the
1: it. sensation of
2: and yet again you're an officer of the law and you're like you know what i'm gonna get for my lunch a fucking frappuccino <laughs> <That's very> strange <laughs> From a Target Starbucks, you've had to go inside a Target to get this Starbucks. Get dude. a
1: beer at lunchtime, like everyone else, you know. Oh
0: <laughs> have God. a couple of scooters and then get behind the wheel of your cop car.
1: Well, apparently, exactly. all these fucking milkshakes and frappuccinos are making them go crazy. You know, exactly. Maybe it's time to we try something milk. different. Let's have a drunk. <laughs> try boss. something else. Let's have a let's have a moratorium <laughs> on sugary drinks for police because I think that they're all just hopped up. Itching to itching so. to accuse someone of something, you know. They're all hyper.
2: You've got diarrhea. You don't need that much milk. Milk is not a meal. Have so. some
1: peppermint tea and calm the fuck down. <laughs> you know? Not me though, it gives me indigestion. Mm. Uh, very sad about it still. <sighs>
0: uh there there is some more to this here. Uh <laughs> oh, um Uh, immediately began to taste, blah, 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 blah. Uh, The officer stated he immediately removed it from his mouth, opened up the coffee cup, and began to record with his phone. The officer provided me with a copy to the video recording, and I observed the following. The officer removes multiple pieces of a furry cloth substance, which which appears to be mixed into his coffee. Uh, The officer stated he left the drink inside of his vehicle and continued to proceed with his day, When he returned approximately four hours later, he began examining the drink again. Weird. Uh, He proceeded to record with his phone for a second time and later removed a long, tubular, furry-slash-cloth-shaped object, which was inside of his drink. The officer stated he believed it to possibly be a woman's tampon. The officer stated he believes the suspect recognized he was a police officer and intentionally placed the object inside of his drink to try and poison him with tampon poisoning. Uh, classic,
1: he's... classic. Uh, remember all those Sherlock Holmes books that ended? With...
0: He's been tampon poisoned. <laughs> been tampon po- the most oh. subtle poison in the world.
1: T- t- tampon poisoning on the <laughs> Orient Express. You know. <laughs>
0: uh, he stated he had not cur- uh, He stated he had not currently felt any type of pain or discomfort from possibly ingesting the substance. He additionally stated he had not sought any medical attention because he had not felt the need to.
1: So, once again, I am awesome. completely fine and unharmed, but I do think that we should take this person to Guantanamo Bay. Oh, uh,
0: this Look, in in defense of all this, as preposterous as it, as it sounds, I did find uh, another bit of the sheriff's report that does indicate maybe that it would be uh, very obvious that this person was a cop, even if they weren't wearing a police uniform.
1: You can tell uh, by the haircut.
0: It's better than that.
1: You can tell by the haircut <laughs> uh, and, the, and the tiny eyes. This is uh <laughs> uh
0: the the person making the report for the sheriff's department saying after they viewed the surveillance footage, uh deputy name redacted told me the victim on the video footage was the male wearing a pink polo shirt and light coloured shorts who had appeared at around 1433 <laughs> hours.
2: Ah, uh, explains <laughs> He's wearing everything.
0: The unofficial non-uniform uniform of the police.
1: I'm gonna tamp on poison this undercover cop.
0: Oh. Or maybe the other person he was with. I still can't get over that. It was two drinks. Did she <laughs> oh, just God. like... I didn't even know. Oh, I
1: can't. Yeah. I, so before we, before we move on from this, I guess the question that I find myself asking here is one that was alluded to by Mr. Mulligan, uh, the reporter, which I guess like he made vague reference to by saying, yes, I'm aware of this other incident where it turned out That it wasn't deliberate and the cop just made it up. But I'm still following this thing up. How many individual incidents do we have to have of a cop, you know, a a cop accusing, like, somebody at McDonald's of a crime of A little crime.
2: Just making up a crime accusation. It's fine if you're a cop.
1: Well, yeah. Remember the thing about the cop who was like, um, hey, I got... I got back to the station with my drive through and someone had taken a bite out of my burger. So I mm. went back down there and I yelled at them and I got the other cops to yell at them and the cops investigated the whole thing and then they looked at some footage where they saw the footage of me taking a bite out of my burger and putting it back in the bag. And I went, oh yeah, I forgot I took a bite All out right. of Right, the they burger.
2: did an internal investigation and it turned out that no one was guilty. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, and,
1: and obviously there, is, there are the usual issues like cops investigating cops. Nobody ever actually say... Gets fired for fucking forgetting that they Making took a bite out of their own up. burger, and trying to destroy somebody else's life as a result. Because yeah. that's this is another thing to consider here is that there are like there are laws in places like America. I'm sure that there are things in in different parts of Australia, but there are laws in different places that are like if you do something that is seen to be an assault on a police officer specifically then you will get a harsher punishment than if it was just on a normal piece of shit person. You've done it to a, to a real hero, real American hero a cop. So I don't know how many, how many of these incidents that you have to have in which a cop says, hey, somebody tried to kill me with their tampon. And then you say, oh, it turns out that nothing happened at all. And in a lot of cases, completely made up. Before the media stops entertaining the notion, like it makes me think of um makes me think of the way I saw a headline phrased recently, which was, um, in the midst of all these protests, a pattern is emerging uh what what the police say happened during incidents is often at odds with the evidence of <laughs> recorded video footage. Mm. like they they don't say like, hey, the police keep getting caught lying about the interactions that they're having with people and the violence they're inflicting on people. Like the like the 75-year-old guy who got, like, pushed over and split his head open, got, like, a big old brain bleed from those cops, and then they put out a press... Like, the thing that made everybody freak out about it was watching the fucking footage of it happen millions of times across the world, and they went, uh... Let's calm all of this down by putting out a press release where they say that he tripped and fell. It's like, you know, the reason we're talking about this is because we all watched you push him over and give him a fucking brain injury. So I just don't know how many of these incidents you have to see before the press start reporting this stuff as, hey, yet another incident where the police have lied about being poisoned by a member of the public. Or yet another incident where the police try to have a member of the public punished for, like, an unsatisfactory service incident. You know? Mm. Mm. Who could say? Who could say?
2: Who could say?
1: Not us. That's for sure. That's not what we're here for. (laughs) (laughs)
2: We've got to get those men's rights activists that hate false accusations. It's your time to shine, buddies. Come on into the movement. There's a lot of false accusations out there. Need your help. That's
1: right. And we we have gone long here. We sure have. I think we have have five minutes for one more thing because these police, they're false accusations. They're just real sickos. You know who else is sickos? Mm -hmm. The French.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, (laughs) technically, these are not the French, uh, but they're close enough that it stands.
1: Oh, I thought they were French. My apologies to... No, I'm not going to apologise to the French. Uh,
0: well, I mean, you could apologise to me for not properly reading the notes, but you're not going to do that either, so that's fine.
1: No, I'm not. Uh, uh, in this tweet from Joan Helson on Twitter, uh, they've taken a picture of a packaging display and said, it's 2020 and this is what passes for cool with candy maker Mondu and the folks at Sobeys. <clears throat> Quote, Sweet 16, barely legal levels of sweetness.
2: Oh. <laughs> oh, no. I, mm-hmm.
0: I'm going to say mm-hmm. maybe categorically the single worst slogan for anything <laughs> I've ever seen in my entire life.
2: It's pretty bad.
1: This, and, and this is like, I realize that this is a terrible distinction to make, right? Oh, no. But, no, no, I'm, this, this is why I'm saying it's even worse than it appears on first glance. Is that the concept of barely legal as it applies to pornography, Mm. as it applies to, I I think it was maybe penthouse that originated the term, um, applies to a girl who has just turned 18, Mm -hmm. making her legally eligible for pornography They've applied the barely legal tagline to the, to the f- product name Sweet Sixteen. Oh, oh it's no! It's even worse. Oh. It's even worse.
2: What have you done here? Disgusting!
1: Oh, Fucking shame French on people. you,
2: Europeans! Just terrible people.
1: Still not European either. Um, <laughs> ben, I hope you are also going to take Lucy to task for not reading. Well, the notes you
0: properly. know, Lucy's been very busy, so. I oh.
1: Um this comes to us by way of French Canadians the biggest perverts
2: Oh <laughs> oh my god that's even worse Sorry oh,
1: I apologize to you um... in a statement from mon dieu I'm saying mon I th-
0: I yeah I think that's right maybe <laughs> It Mon-Doux. is not
1: it is not mon dieu
0: as in my, my god. god
1: Yeah uh it is M O N D O U X one word uh, and in a statement they put out it says <laughs> we, we have been pulling all of our <laughs>
0: off to a great start
2: <laughs> I don't know where you're going with this Are you sorry German? I only
1: just decided to do the French accent um, <laughs> we have been pulling all of our displays that use this sentence we are extremely sorry about this situation, as it was never our intent <laughs> to advertise it in such a way.
0: Emphasis there, is, I would like to point yes, out. Yes, never,
1: Never. Guys. Never. <laughs> we are a French-speaking company and had our displays very poorly translated. <laughs> <laughs> very poorly translated indeed, but we'll get to I, that.
3: I mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh-huh
1: oh okay it was a terrible mistake on our part and we are appalled by this situation we are french canadian we are not french (laughs) (laughs) we take this very seriously and you will never see this happen again we are a candy company and our aim is to make people happy once we realized the connotation of the french of the english sentence we immediately started to remove these displays from stores thank you so much for caring Please believe that we are extremely sorry, and this will never happen again.
2: Mm, I'm just so, tr- trying to think of oh, any possible translation.
0: All right, mm. so that's that's what people ask them, right? They were like, oh, "What what's it at the start? How, yeah, what mm. could it have possibly been?"
2: Mm. Uh, yeah, I believe yeah.
0: that was it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they so like in on their Twitter account, they're sort of madly doing damage control or whatever, and they. Uh, They say that the original, the French, French French-Canadian slogan for the product is uh, like, uh, avec un classique de pas, something like that. It it reads like roughly, with a classic, you can't go wrong. Uh, And then someone was like, Mm -hmm. wait a second, how is this a mistranslation? How do you get from, with a classic, you can't go wrong, to (laughs) (laughs) barely legal (laughs) legal levels of sweetness? (laughs) And then they put out another statement. Uh, the original French sentence for this display is Avec un classique, tu trompas. We realize now that it's being explained to us that the English sentence is horrifying and has <laughs> nothing to do with the French
1: one. Oh, no. It's not just a poor translation. Mm.
0: They, the, whoever they paid, their English marketing team, has just gone rogue and been like, you know what? It's just something a bit stale about that other one. Mm. What if we add pedophilia into the mix?
2: And they've just well, been I, like, I'm, yeah, that sounds great. Because they're I, European. Just Because
0: uh, <laughs> they're North American Europeans.
2: <laughs> That's right. The worst combination possible. Look,
0: middle of a horrible Venn diagram. The oh. sticky butthole at the middle of those two overlapping <laughs> cheeks.
1: Not to uh, cast any aspersions, but I noticed that they managed to put out all of their statements explaining that they don't speak English in English. <laughs>
0: What if it's the same PR company <laughs> running their Twitter account?
2: I'm pretty sure French Canadians in Canada can speak English. Mm,
1: <laughs> like that's very, the Canadian part.
2: Very fluently.
1: Oh my goodness. Oh uh, goodness. Very silly stuff. But what a sweet note to end on. Mm, oh. So sweet. Yeah. So
2: it's so sweet, it's barely legal. That's what I'd say. <laughs>
1: You know, that common thing we all say all mm, the
2: time. I say this I've been saying this.
1: Oh uh, um I should be imprisoned for statutory eating of candy. No. <sighs>
2: we don't we don't have to make any jokes about this one. No, well oh, this is the thing. Like. There
1: there is there is basically no way to make an <laughs> uh not really bad version of this. It's pretty bad. It's pretty surprising nobody That's caught it. pretty gross. So there you go, folks. Uh, please give your support or direct all of your anger to the good people at Mondu mm. uh, from Quebec. My goodness. Well, that is more than all we have time for this week. Sure Thank you for joining us. And, uh... I guess we'll see you next week. Hopefully, yeah. I,
0: I think almost certainly we will. Yeah,
1: yeah. Write in if back. you would like to hear more from the podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what if we get a single email and we're just like, all right, time to pack, pack it, up. it in. Pack <laughs> in. And we're done. Thanks for you, thanks for all your time, yes. guys.
1: Oh boy! All right, uh, I'm gonna go get a great big milkshake, have diarrhoea, and then call mm. the police. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. Me too. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.
3: back.